Good evening, everyone. This is Brother Brennan coming to you live from Fayetteville, Arkansas, with another Fishers of Men video broadcast, and it is good to be here this evening. And um, tonight, we're going to be continuing our study in Ephesians. We're going to be going through Ephesians chapter 4, and uh, so hopefully that will be a blessing to you all. And uh, before we do anything, I want to go ahead and <clears throat> start off with prayers and praises. Um, so if you can... Um, so the prayer request list hasn't changed, so please keep Brother Joey in prayer. Um, keep me in prayer. <coughs> um, I know people that are in need of salvation, so pray for them. Um, let's pray for our brothers and sisters, um, and, um, pray for their lost family members. Um, also do pray for those who tune in and watch these videos. Uh, pray that God would do a work in their uh, hearts and lives. Uh, pray that um, you know God will just have His way and will, and uh, pray that that um, people would come to Christ as a result of these, or either come back to Christ. Amen. So, either come back to Christ or go to Christ. <coughs> So, um, but other than that, there's nothing really much new. Um, do pray for me, though. I'm, I've got a lot going on. So, uh, if you will, um, keep me in prayer. For those of you that uh, know what you know a little bit about what's been going on in my mind, um, do pray for me. Um, so this is kind of an interesting time. So. You pray for me and pray that God will just give me strength to get through whatever it is that I'm going through. <coughs> and um, so you pray for me on that, okay? Um, what else do we have? Um, I think no, I think that's it. So we're going to go ahead before the Lord in prayer. And uh, we'll sing a hymn, and then we'll get into announcements. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus Christ, um, Lord, we do thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you for this evening. Lord, we pray that you would bless this uh, video, Lord, that you'd please bless this study. Uh, pray, Lord, that you just use this study, Lord, uh, for your glory, for your honor. And, uh, Lord, we pray <coughs> that, Lord, that you would just be glorified in all this. And we um, pray, Lord, that you just take a hold of this um, Bible study tonight. Do with it as you will. And we pray, Lord, that you just uh, pour your spirit out, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you would just lead us and guide us, convict us of our sins. We pray, Lord, for those who watch these videos, pray I pray, Lord, that you would prepare their hearts to receive from you. And I pray, Lord, you just help them to just help them lead them to you, guide them to you. Um, please help them to grow. And um, Lord, we just pray and ask you, Lord, that you would please. <clears throat> um, Lord, that you would just please um, be with our brothers and sisters who um, who have lost family members. Pray, Lord, that you just reach out to them, work in their hearts and lives. Pray, Lord, that you would just help um, save them, Lord. Um, and I pray, Lord, that you just lead them and guide them. 
Um, pray, Lord, one of these days that they would accept you, Lord, as their personal Lord and Savior. <coughs> Lord, I... <coughs> excuse me. Um, Lord, I do pray, Lord, and ask that you'd please um, pray, Lord, for those brothers and sisters. Pray, Lord, that you'd please help them to be a good and faithful witness, Lord, for their lost family members. Pray, Lord, you bless them, lead them, and guide them, and strengthen them, Lord. Please help them to be good and faithful witnesses, Lord, for you. And, uh, Lord, we do thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord, for Brother Joey. Pray, Lord, you comfort him and strengthen him, lead him, and guide him, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for um, just, Lord, the, all the brothers and sisters, Lord, that you've given us, Lord, uh, and put in our lives. Um, we pray and ask you, Lord, that you would please um, be, Lord, with those who are lost. Pray, Lord, that you will work in their hearts and lives. Pray, Lord, that you would just have your way and will. Pray that you would please um, not just have your way and will, but that you, you would work in their hearts and lives, Lord, that, that they, one of these days, that, that they might see their need for you. And I just pray, Lord, that you work in their hearts and lives. Please open their eyes, Lord. Help them to see their need for you. And we thank you, Lord, for that in advance. And Lord, we do lift this to you, and we do pray and ask all these things, Lord, in your name. Amen. <clears throat> All right. I'm sorry. I'm coughing a lot. Um, I'm going to get some water here real quick. And um, for those of you that have a hymn book like mine, turn with me to page 54, hymn number 54. And uh, <coughs> we're going to sing, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Great is thy faith. Oh, I got to start over again because I butcher that. Great is thy faithfulness, O God, my Father. There is no shadow of turning with thee. Thou changest not thy compassions, they fail not. As thou hast been, thou forever will be. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. <clears throat> Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Summer and winter and springtime in harvest. Sun, moon, and stars and their courses above. Join with all nature in manifold witness. To thy great faithfulness mercy and love great is thy faithfulness great is thy faithfulness 
Morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have needed, thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. Pardon for sin and a peace that endureth. <clears throat> Thine own dear presence to cheer and to guide. Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. Blessings all mine with ten thousand beside. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning new mercies I see. All I have needed thy hand hath provided. Great is thy faithfulness, Lord, unto me. <clears throat> Amen. God's faithfulness is always good each and every day. Amen. Uh, more than we deserve. And, uh, and I'll tell you what, God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Amen. So let's go ahead and we'll dive into announcements and then we'll dive into tonight's mess tonight's lesson. Um announcements. <coughs> there is not really much any announcements. Um Last Sunday, of course, there was no video. Uh, I know, I know, I know. I said there was, but things sort of changed and and stuff like that. So I just decided to not do a video uh, last week um, because I was actually down in Alma on sun last Sunday uh, preaching Father's Day. So um, if you haven't checked that out yet, I would recommend you guys go check that out on the sermon audio page. Um, <clears throat> because it's not on YouTube, it's on Sermon Audio, so go to Sermon Audio to check out that message, it's called Fear God, and uh, it's a message I think we all need to hear, including myself, we all need to uh, fear God, and do what he says, amen, and so feel free to check that out, and uh, hopefully it'll be a blessing to you, if you haven't checked it out yet. <coughs> um... Let's see here. Any other announcements? I don't think there is any other announcements. So we'll, I think we'll just go ahead and dive into tonight's uh, lesson. Um, if you can turn with me to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4 is where we left off. And uh, we're going to start here in verse 1. And uh, hopefully this will be a blessing to you, and and hopefully that uh, you guys all will learn something from this and grow from uh, from this. Amen. <clears throat> so Ephesians chapter four and verse one. 
It says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. Okay, so we know that there are many there are many callings in life. We have the calling of pastor, which is something that I am called into. Um, you know, we're all called to different areas of ministry. Some are called to be deacons. Some are called to just um, sing in the choir. I mean, no matter what, uh, no matter what area of ministry you're called. Um, and, and, and think, and I want you to think about this, okay? If you're truly born again, you are called. God has called you to a specific ministry. <clears throat> and, um, there is no exemption for anyone. Okay, so if you're born again, God has placed a calling upon your life. And Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, is telling you that whatever you're called into, whatever you're called into, that ye need to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. So whatever you are called to do, you need to walk worthy of that. Amen? So if you're called to be a pastor like me, you need to walk worthy of that. And how do you walk worthy? Well, <clears throat> you walk worthy by the standards that is placed on that calling. We're not to, pastors are not to go out and fornicate and get drunk and go to bars and sleep around. And, you know, that's not what they're called to do, okay? As a matter of fact, pastors who do that are actually walking unworthy of their calling. But we're to be sober. We are to be we're to be sober-minded and vigilant. And we are to walk worthy according wherewith we are called. And there's guidelines and qualifications for bishops and deacons and all that so to walk worthy we need to follow we need to follow those uh guidelines okay so it says that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called <clears throat> now it doesn't stop there okay how are you supposed to do this? How are you supposed to... Um, what attitude are you supposed to have when you walk worthy of your calling? Well, it says, With all lowliness and meekness and long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. Oh, I can't even read tonight. I'm t So forgive me. I'm just... Um, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Okay, so Paul is not just saying we need to walk worthy of our vocation. But he says, while you walk, 
you're going to you need to walk with lowliness, meekness, long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace. Okay, so if you're called to preach, <coughs> you are to walk in that calling in a worthy manner. Okay, an unworthy matter, an unworthy manner is to walk in that calling, but yet sin and not and not take it seriously. Okay, so we are to walk worthy of our calling. Now, we're supposed to have lowliness and meekness. We're supposed to have love for one another. Okay. So, I want to I want to just say something here. If you're called to preach, okay? You ought to have love. First of all, if you're called to preach, you're to walk walk worthy of that calling, but you're to do it in loving one another, forbearing one another in love. So that means, that means if you're called to preach, there should not be, you really should try to abstain from childish and foolish behavior. The Apostle Paul said, um, <clears throat> let's see here, I'm going to, whoops, that's not what I want. I'm going to find the verse here. Um. Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, When I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Okay, so when you're called into a calling like preaching, okay, men, okay, men are called to preach, okay, Men are preachers. Women are not. If that offends you, sorry, I can't help you. But when you've got men that are called to preach, okay, they are, they ought not to be foolish and childish while walking in that calling. Okay, we're to walk worthy <clears throat> of our calling. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so we are to walk worthy in that calling and we're to do it in love. Okay? There is no love in acting childish and immature. There are, there are um, callings like bishop and and uh, bishops and um, <clears throat> deacons and all of them. Okay, you can't be immature and you can't be immature while being in those offices. Immaturity and childish things. Okay, are what children do. 
They are not what adults do. So what I'm trying to say is if you're an adult, if you're a man, and you're called to preach, you are to, to, you are to walk worthy of your calling, but you're to walk worthy of your calling in love for one another. You are not to <clears throat> act, you should not, we should not act immature. Sure, there's times we can joke and laugh and all that stuff, but there are just certain times where we just have to be grown, mature grown-ups. As, as, as some would say, is putting on your big boy pants. Okay? Now, <clears throat> now why is this? Well, in verse 3, it says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We're to be peacemakers. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called what? The children of God. We ought to walk in unity of the Spirit. That means, as believers, we are to, we are to walk worthy of our calling. We have, to, we have to walk worthy of our calling. We have to do it in love and by this we are able we can be able to keep the unity of that spirit that we have as brothers and sisters why in verse 4 there's one body and one spirit even as ye are called in one hope of your calling in verse 5 it says one lord one faith one baptism one god and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in you all. Did you guys get that? There's one Lord. There's one faith. One baptism. One God. And Father of all. Who is above all and through all and in you all. One Lord. One Lord Jesus Christ. He is the Son of God. He is God the Son. And He is God in the flesh. One faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. God is the author and finisher of what? Our faith. So there's one Bible. That's the King James Bible. One, one Lord. One faith. One baptism. Amen. There only is one God. And he's three persons. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. <clears throat> Amen. There's only one. There's there's three and one. For these three are one. Father, Word, and the the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost. One God and one Father of all, who's above all and through all and in you all. Now. Here are the gifts of Christ. In verse 7. 
But unto every one of us is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. Wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that ascended. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. Now, when Jesus Christ died, Christ did not end up in hell. He did not. Don't let anyone fool you or trick you into thinking that Jesus went to hell. He did not. The Apostle Paul writes is that he descended, Christ, Jesus Christ, after he died, descended into the lower parts of the earth. And Paul is saying that he that descendeth into the lower parts also ascended. So he descended to set the captive, the captivity captive. To, um, he led captivity captive, meaning he set the captives free. He preached the gospel. I think he preached the gospel in the lower parts of the earth. He set the captives free. And on the third day, he resurrected. Amen. And it was shortly after he resurrected that he ascended to be with the Father at the right hand of God. <clears throat> now, that he might fill all things. Okay, next part. <clears throat> and he gave some apostles and some... Pro now, I'm going to stop right there for a second. He gave some apostles. Question. Are there any apostles today? Nope. If someone comes up to you and says, I'm apostle so-and-so, don't believe them. Because the office of apostle is closed. Okay? The office of apostle is closed. He gave some apostles some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. Now why? Why did he give these? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. <coughs> so, we see that there are evangelists and pastors and teachers. Um, you see these things. Okay. You see the evangelists and the pastors and teachers. Because those are those are those offices are still open to this very day. These are gifts of God. Your pastor is a gift of a gift from God. Why? Because that gift is for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. 
It's for the perfecting of the saints, the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. There are three things mentioned there. Think about that. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. It's through, God, it's through the ministers that God works. God works through those ministers. He works through those pastors, evangelists, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. The Word of God is also one that does that. Your Bible. This is why pastors need to preach the Word of God. Because the Word of God is quicker, than a, quicker and sharper than a two-edged sword. Amen. Now, <clears throat> it says in verse 13, Till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man and unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the sly of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive but speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things, which is the head, even Christ. So Christ is the head. He's the head of the church. He is the bridegroom. The church is the bride. Christ is the head. Now it says, from whom the whole bodily, body fitly joint together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working and the measure of every part, maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. Christ is the head, and we are the different parts on the body. Some are hands, some are feet, some are organs. Whatever, whatever you might be, you are fitly jointed together for the glory of Christ. Okay, now. <clears throat> um... Okay, I, I, I think I'll, I think I'll probably go there because just you never know. So I, I want you to think about something, okay? Um, in First Peter chapter two, verse five, it says, "Ye are also as lively stones are built up and." built up a spiritual house and holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Peter calls us lively stones. Okay, now think about this for a second. Have you thought about the breastplate of the priest in the Old Testament? Okay. The breastplate of the the priest, the high priest, wore a breastplate that had 12 stones. Okay? And the high priest 
you know, with that, they had to they had to fitly joint the stones in its proper place. Think about that. Think about that, guys. The breastplate is what the high priest would wear. Jesus Christ is our high priest. Peter says that now, okay, the high priest wore a would 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 wear this breastplate with twelve stones, which would represent the twelve tribes. Okay, Peter says that we are lively stones. Okay, and we just read here in in this verse that we are fitly jointed together. You know, those stones on that breastplate are in that breast breastplate, but they were fitly joined in their own space. Likewise, are we fitly, we are lively stones, fitly jointed in Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. So we, we can see that we are, we are indeed we are we are indeed lively stones fitly jointed in Christ. We each have our own place. Again, you might be a hand, you might be a finger, you might be you might be I mean whatever it is, you might be an ear, you might be a nose, you might be a mouth. We you, we don't know. Only that's between you and God. But the point I want to make is just as the, the, the breastplate of the high priest put those stones in its proper place, so are we placed by Christ in him the place that he pleased to put us. And God is not sorry for that. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. If God saves you, he's not sorry that he saved you. If God calls you to be a pastor, he's not sorry that he called you to be that, be a pastor. If he's called you to be an evangelist, he's not sorry for that. If he's if he's called you to whatever area of ministry that you are called into, he is not sorry for that. The gifts that he's given you are to equip you in your calling. And God is not sorry for that. God calls us and equips us and qualifies us. Why? So that we might be meet vessels of honor fit for the master's use. <clears throat> Amen. Now, it says, This I say therefore, and testify in the Lord, that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk, in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness 
to work all uncleanness with greediness. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so, be that ye have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversations the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Listen, folks, what is the one thing I've been trying to hit on? I'm trying to hit on the fact that we need to be living holy, sanctified, separated lives. Lukewarmness, Christ will not tolerate lukewarmness. By the way, I did a message a couple, uh, not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before that. It's entitled, Don't Be Lukewarm. Go and watch that, okay? But when you are born again, you are to put on the new man, which means that there is a separation from sin. You are to put the new man on and not the old. You are to be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Holiness is being separated from sin unto God. Be holy as I am holy. This right here is an example of why we need to live separated lives. Listen, I can preach messages upon this. And we see it right here, putting off the old man and putting on the new man. Can I get an amen from God's people on that? We are to live holy, sanctified lives. Lives set apart from sin unto God for God's service. And we are to put on the new man. We're not to live in the old man. And by the way, you can't live in the old man and live in the new man at the same time. You're either going to live in the old man or you're going to live in the new man. Which one are you going to choose? Which one are you going to choose? You can't have it both ways. You're either going to live in the old man or you're going to put on the new man. And Paul is saying, put on the new man. Don't live like the old man. <clears throat> Amen? Now, wherefore, putting away lying, speaking every man truth, uh, wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that steal let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his hands, the thing which is good, that he may have to give to him that needeth. Be ye angry and sin not. That is righteous indignation, folks. 
Be angry and sin not. If you stole, steal no more. Amen. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. You know what corrupt communication is? Swear words, curse words, taking the Lord's name in vain, saying words that are not edifying. Words that don't edify are corrupt communication. Let no, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. So don't curse up, like, don't curse, don't be going around cursing up like a, cursing up a storm like a sailor. Put away filthy communication out of your mouth. Put away corrupt communication away from your, away from your mouth. And use your mouth to edify others. Why? So it might minister grace unto the hearers. It says, and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, where ye be, where be ye sealed until the, unto the day of redemption. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. We're not to grieve the Holy Spirit, whereby we are sealed until that day. Once you become born again, God seals you with His Spirit. And God will not break that seal. <clears throat> Amen. Now, um, this is what uh, this is part of what Charles Spurgeon wrote in his notes for uh, Ephesians chapter four, verse thirty. It says, "He is not a God who reigns in solitary isolation." Divided by a great gulf, but he, the blessed spirit, comes into, into such near contact with us, takes such minute observations, feels such tender regards that he can be grieved by our faults and follies. The Holy Ghost lives within you. He lives within he lives within you. You are ye are the temple of God. Amen. That's what we. That's what we went through. Let's see here. I think that was in. I think in. The, I think that was in chapter three. Or chapter two. Yeah, we talked about that in chapter two about being the temple. You are the temple of the living God. The Holy Ghost resides within you, and you are sealed. Don't grieve the Holy Ghost. Now it says in verse 31, it says, and, and we're almost done here, got the last two verses. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Paul is saying, put away these things. Put away all the bitterness and wrath and anger. You know, that's sin. We're, what what, I, what do we just what's kind of like the theme here 
be holy as I am holy. Holiness is to be set up, is to be separated from sin unto God. And Paul is saying, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Means that you are to put away your sin. Does that mean you be you be perfect? No. Means that you just need to just not sin. Now, when I say, now let me just let me just when I say don't when I say so that you may when I, when I mean by not sin means that you when you get born again you have new desires. Okay, you're to put away all these things. You need to put away these things. But you can only put away these things. You can't put away these things on your own accord. You have to put these things away by the help of the Holy Ghost. We're supposed to put away sin. As believers, we are to put away sin. We're to live we're to live holy lives. We're to be set separated from sin and set apart unto God. To God's service. Or to lay aside these sins. Last verse and we'll wrap up. It says, And be ye kind one to another, tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. We need to be kind to one another. We need to be kind to one another. Amen. We need to we need to have a tender heart. And just as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you, we need to forgive others. Amen. Just as we've been forgiven, we ought to forgive others. We do. We need to forgive others. Um, let's see here. I kind of prematurely close this. Um, let's see here. Turn with me to Matthew 18. Turn to Matthew 18. We're going to close with this. Matthew 18. I'm going to start Matthew 18, verse 23. This is uh, the unforgiving servant. It says, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. 
And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him ten thousand talents. But for as much as he had not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out and found one of his, ser his, one of his fellow servants, which owed him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me, thou, thou, pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. And he would not, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they were very sorry, and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that, all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due to him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not every one his brother their trespass. <clears throat> I'm going to say something in closing. I want you to think about all the, the sinful things you've done. I want you to think about all the sinful things you've done. Think about all those times that God has forgiven you of your sin. Let me ask you a question. If you know that God forgave you for all those sins you've committed... What makes you think you're so special to not forgive your brother when he sins? Let me say that again. If God forgave you for all your wicked sins, what makes you think you're so special that you can be unforgiving towards your own brother? Because we're not. We are made of the same old stuff that everybody else is made of. If God forgave us of our sins, we ought to forgive others for their sins. No, how, no matter what they might be, we ought to forgive our, own, our brothers and sisters for what they've done. And we need to show them compassion. And we need to show them tender-hearted, to have a tender heart towards them. Amen. So, listen, guys, I love you, and um, I'm not perfect. Okay, I am not perfect. I am far from it. I am made of the same old stuff that you guys are made of. Okay. 
And I just want to say that I just want to say that I love you all. Okay, I really do. And um, you guys are so gracious to me, and I just hope I can be gracious back. Because there are times I'm not as gracious as I should, and there are times that I get frustrated and, and, and bittered and angered, and I have to let it go. And I'm not, I'm not perfect. I've got a flesh. I have a nature. Okay. I am just a, I am just a sinner saved by, I am a sinner saved by grace. Amen. I am a sinner saved by grace. I'm not anything special. So, listen guys, I hope that this was a blessing um, to you. Um, and I hope you guys uh, learned something from this and can grow. I know definitely I, I, I can learn from this as well. Amen. So, I, I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope that, um, I hope this is, uh, uh, I hope that was something that you can uh, learn and grow and, and uh, you know, hopefully that you guys are being fed by the word. Amen. Um, that's, that's, that's what matters. And I just pray and hope that someone, whoever might be just watching this, I pray and hope that someone gets a hold of this and, and just, you know, I just pray that, that this would be a blessing to somewhat, somebody, okay? Um, so anyways, but listen, I just want to thank you all for those who tuned in tonight. Um, next week, we're going to be getting into Ephesians chapter 5. And I'll tell you what, we're getting closer and closer to the end of Ephesians. Um, after Ephesians, we will be doing 1 Peter, okay? So after Ephesians, we're doing 1 Peter. Um, and so I hope this is a blessing to you guys. I hope you guys are getting something from this. Um, hope you guys, that, um, I just, I just thank God for all the, the things that he's done for my life. And I just th I'm very thankful for my salvation. Amen. Um, so anyways, um, next week we'll be getting into Ephesians chapter five and then we'll be getting into Ephesians six. Amen. So that's what we're going to be getting into next week. I'm not sure what I'm going to preach yet on Sunday. Um, actually Sunday, I may not even do any preaching. I might just actually, uh, might do a rerun of, a, of, of a message that I did, uh, when I was at Elma. So I could put that on, uh, YouTube. Okay. So be on the lookout for that. Okay. And, uh, I think um, I'll do a rerun of the first one that I did is Don't Be um, Lukewarm. So that's what we'll probably be doing on Sunday. Amen. It's only about a half an hour message. and So um, what else? I think that's going to be about it, guys. Uh, hopefully you guys will share this video. If you guys are on YouTube and if you, if you guys like the, these messages um, – just let me just say something here to you guys on YouTube. Please share these videos, okay? Don't wait for my permission. I'm giving you permission. Share these videos uh, according to the, 
the leading of the spirit, okay? So just please share them. Don't don't be afraid to get them out there. Um, and, you know, if you like the channel, just feel free to like and share and subscribe, okay? So um, best way you can support us, support the ministry, is to like, share, and subscribe and, and get the word out. Amen. That's the best way you can help me out. So, um, but other than that, I think that's going to be it for tonight. Um I love you guys. You guys have a great night. You have a great week. And um, Lord willing, we'll see you all on Sunday. God bless you guys. Love you. See ya. Bye.